Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And it is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across from Winkies. Everyone knows where Winkies is. We also serve as clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. If you'd like to put a face with a voice, if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to ellenbecker.com. One of the things that has been um, really intriguing me as I have for so many years, um, looked at hiring people and looking at developing relationships. I have just been astounded to realize how different the world is in terms of if you're looking for a job or if you're trying to you know, hire somebody. It used to be that literally you got your foot in the door and you sat down and you talked to somebody and you, know, you got a good feeling. Do they like me? Um, is this a job I want to pursue? But now so many things are done online. And I was just been so curious about it and happened to hear about a woman named Donna Serdula. And she is the founder and president of Vision Board Media. And she's a LinkedIn profile optimization expert. That's a, a long sentence, but it's fascinating to see how the world has changed. So Donna, I want to welcome you to Money Sense. Karen, thank you so much for having me. And tell us a little bit about, in your experience, how this transition from the old methods of hiring and interviewing people and resumes, what's happened and how has this all transitioned over to something like LinkedIn? And that's where you can find your best possibilities for a job, perhaps. Yeah. And, and, you know, Karen, it's not just for a job. I mean, it's, it's any type of opportunity. You know, it's one of those things where, yes, it's, it's perfect for that, but it's also great to help build your book of business. It's, it's how to network with people, how to keep connected with people. Um, And you never know where opportunity is going to come from. So, but LinkedIn is this fabulous, fabulous conduit for all of these things, whether it's reputation management, branding, or, you know, showcase your expertise or, you know, to get a job, but, you know, ultimately how, how has it changed? You know, do you know when LinkedIn started? Do you have any idea? When I started? No. When when did LinkedIn start? A lot of people have Um, no idea. I don't know. I, it seems like it's been around for a long time. It has been, it really has. It started, (laughs) it was like 2002, 2003 is when Reid Hoffman said, we're doing this. And they, they, put out LinkedIn at that point. So it's, it's one of the oldest social networks still around. And if you think about it, here is this, it's basically a database, a database of professionals for professionals. It's a place where you can put up a profile and tell your story. A lot of people think, oh, that's just my resume. It's an online resume, but it's, it's not an online resume. It really should be so much more than that because not everyone is looking for a job. 
Well, I know I was I was reading. Um, you did a book uh, for John Wiley and Sons Publishing, which is um, LinkedIn profile optimization for dummies. For dummies, <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> and I would have to say, you know, that's such a crazy word. But when I did my LinkedIn profile, which is really a long time ago, I didn't take it seriously. I mean, I didn't realize that there was so much depth to it. And one of the things that you said is, look at your profile. You know, it could be a little better. Too many LinkedIn users are just posting a basic resume and hoping for the offers to come flooding in, missing out on the incredible opportunity the platform offers to properly showcase their talents, products, and services to 610 million professionals in over 200 companies. And when you use it to your fullest extent, it helps you demonstrate the unique value and culture you provide, the skill and the aspirations that make you different to get the customers you truly want, create a memorable, successful profile. Wow. I mean, that that alone just totally shifted my thinking about LinkedIn having more depth and more value than I even you know, thought about it. And I guess part of it is I'm not looking for a job, always trying to, of course, showcase our business in a different way. But it, I really get that it's, it has so much more possibilities. So many people before they go into a meeting, or maybe when they're just coming out of a meeting, if they're taking a phone call, if they're looking at resumes, they want to learn more. They want to know who this person is right? There's, there's always this, this desire, this curiosity. I need to know more. Who is this person? What are they, what are they about? And, and rather than just emit, like formulate it themselves, they start looking, they'll go to your LinkedIn profile. They'll pull that up and they'll still, they'll look, okay, there's the picture. Here's the headline. What is this background image? Let me read their about statement. Let me scroll through and look at their expertise, their experiences, where they've been, where did they go to school? Where did they start their career? Do they know people that I know? All of these things are, is that person's way of qualifying you and also trying to, trying to get their arms around, what should I think about this person? How should I be perceiving them? And what a lot of people miss is, you have the ability to control how others perceive you by the stories that you tell on your LinkedIn profile. And when I say stories, I don't mean like, you know, fairy tale. <laughs> how do you describe yourself? How do you define yourself? What do you want that brand image to be? And if you want to look polished, if you want to look like an expert, if you want to really showcase yourself as someone who is deserving of a higher salary, of more responsibility, you just have to write the story that showcases you in that way. And people start to think of you like that. Well, I also remember reading something about um, your team or your employees that when other people are looking at your company and they're looking at your employees, um, it really helps if they've got a very good LinkedIn profile because it sort of showcases your own business. <laughs> They, because you know, it's more than just that asset. person. Yeah, it's more than just that person. It's also showcasing who they work for. Karen, let me tell you something funny. So when I first started doing this, and we've worked with over 8,000 businesses, people, individuals, companies, entrepreneurs, executives, over 8,000. When I first started, CEOs would come. They, they, they immediately understood the nature and the, the, the importance of brand. And they would say, Donna, make me look fabulous on LinkedIn. And then I would, of course. And then I'd say, <laughs> let's start talking about your executive team. 
let's start talking about the business development professionals. Like, let's really take what we've crafted for you and let's let's have it trickle out throughout your organization. All of the people, let's make them look fabulous. And back in the day, you know, years ago, they, the CEO would say, no, I don't want them to look good. I want them to look terrible because if they look good, <laughs> they'll get poached. <laughs> that was the mindset. The mindset has shifted. It's really shifted because it's no longer, the power is no longer just in the employer, right? The, the potential employees, they want to know who they're working for. They want to know that they're working alongside rock stars, that this is a fabulous culture and it's fulfilling and their, their core values are recognized within how that company you know, goes about its day and the work that it does. So in order to attract really good candidates, you've got to showcase your number one asset. You've got to showcase the company and the employees. And it even goes so far as it's not just candidates, but clients. They want to see that they're working with the best. Partners, investors, all of these people, they look in, they want to know who they're working with and who they're going to be working alongside. And if those people don't look good, you're, you're, you're going to have, you're going to lose a lot. Well, one of the things that was in the book was don't tell your team to update their LinkedIn profile, give them the help they need to do it right. And I, I don't know that I've ever talked to an employer, a, a business owner, where we've ever discussed that they've invested in actually looking at their employees, LinkedIn's. Is that true? Is it sort of like overlooked? Well, for the vast majority, I do believe, especially the smaller businesses, I think they, they do not, they don't know, they don't even know that this service is available. And a lot of times they're not even, they're not even realizing and recognizing the impact of LinkedIn because with LinkedIn, it's not always this direct, oh, you know, I, I got a message on LinkedIn that, you know, we want to do business. A lot of times LinkedIn is part of that rapport building and the credibility um, that goes into saying, yeah, I, I do want to work with, I want to work with Karen because I've, I've done a lot of my due diligence. I've done my research. I looked at her on LinkedIn. She's someone that I want to work with. So they don't even know that that happens, right? That's happening in a sort of like a invisible type of way. So a lot of times that one-to-one isn't, isn't obvious, but you know, what I think is, is important is for the small business owners as well as the big ones, but, you know, look at the business, look at the employees. Are you proud of what you see? You know, like, does this truly reflect you? Is this what you want your clients and your prospects and your partners and, and investors to see? You have that control. And, and if it doesn't reflect well, you know, one that you can outsource it, you know, that is possible, but it's also easy to say, look, you know what, let me, let me talk to my, you know, my people and say, Hey, I'd like for you to put a little effort in. I, here's some blurbs. Here's a background graphic. I've made sure that we've, we have a great looking company page with the logo. Um, and maybe even say like, I do, you know, you, you of course want policy and procedures to, to really showcase, you know, what's, what you want going out from the employees as part of the brand, but you know, you can even say, here's some great article links that you can share. Here's some, here's some recommendations of things that you can, and, and help them get loud on LinkedIn. My guest today is Donna Serdula, and she is the founder and president of Vision Board Media. And she is a LinkedIn profile optimization expert. And when we come back, let's take a look at 
some of the things that people put on their LinkedIn that probably are maybe inappropriate or the types of things that really do shake, showcase you. But there are those things too. I know on LinkedIn, on some case, I've read that and thought, I don't think that belongs here. <laughs> you know, so maybe we'll just take a break. And when we come back, we'll take a look at that. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And today we are talking with Donna Serdula, and she's the founder and president of Vision Board Media. She really helps people to understand how they can use LinkedIn in so many different ways. Not, I've always thought of it as someone searching for jobs, and but there's so many more things that you can do. I'm wondering, and when we took the break, Donna, that what are the things that people really do need to think about when they're putting their LinkedIn profile together, the things that maybe don't belong on there? Well, you know, I, I think it's, it's really understanding your goal. You know, why are you on LinkedIn? What is the strategy? Because a person who's looking for a job the way they approach LinkedIn is going to be different from a person who might be in business development or sales, and they're looking to find more clients. It's, it's a, those are two, they could be having the exact same job, but it's a different, it's a different story that they need to be telling. So if you're looking for a job, what you should be doing is you should look at your LinkedIn profile as that, as, as something that's going to describe you as the perfect fit for the next position that you want. And you want to look at those job descriptions and see the keywords that are repeated throughout that, that job description and use those keywords in your profile. Tell stories that showcase yourself as that perfect fit. And in that manner, by utilizing those keywords, you know, when a recruiter is searching for someone like you, using those keywords, your profile is going to pop up and you very well might get a phone call. Now, on the, on the flip side, you don't want to you know, once you get that job, right, you don't want to keep your profile in that same state because you're going to constantly keep getting hit by recruiters, potentially. Maybe <laughs> in that situation, or maybe that might be good, but, you know, for most people now it's, all right, what's the next thing? What do I want? Do I want clients or do I want, um, you know, media opportunities or do I want to network with, with uh, influencers? Do I want to do this now for uh, business, uh, for like professional development reasons, you know, right? So everyone's, everyone's desire and needs and goals for LinkedIn continues to shift depending upon where they are in their career. So now if maybe you're looking for um, clients, you know, what, what is that solution that you solve? What might that client be looking for? Maybe they want you, they just don't know you exist. And they're putting in those keywords into the search, trying to find you. So you need to tell a different story now, not that you're a great prospector, but you understand their business needs. So it's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different way of looking at it, but very few people ever look at LinkedIn that specifically. And so they're, they're always missing the boat on the opportunities because they're not telling the right story. You know, I think one of the things that you mentioned in our first segment was that the world has changed as to how people perceive that in terms of an employer really not wanting their employees to look good because this whole poaching thing, which is what you talked about, and people moving and losing good employees. I mean, it is a scary thing for a business owner. I'm a business oh, yeah. owner, and it 
it is scary that all of this is online. Years ago, people didn't know who was working for who, you know, and it was harder to find. Now it's so easy to get into LinkedIn and to look, oh, that's who works at Ellen Becker. That's who works at where. And it is a little bit frightening in terms of just the cost that it takes to get an employee up and running. And then you don't want them to leave. You don't. But you know what? There's there's a beauty in that transparency, too. Because, you know, when when you have happy employees and you treat them well, we want them on LinkedIn talking about how fabulous that employer is and all the wonderful things that are happening. And you can attract even better talent because of that. Right. So it, it, it does it does go both ways. You know, it is scary. But at the same time, it, it's it's a reason to do good and and be helpful and, and supply them with what they need. And I think good things will be delivered because of that. One of the things that you talked about was forging strong relationships on LinkedIn that blossom into the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How yeah. do people, how do people do that? I mean, it almost doesn't seem like it's possible. It only seems like you can really forge those relationships face to face, but this is a new world. Yeah. You know, I think with, with LinkedIn, it was, it really hit a new stride through the pandemic, you know, working from home, not being able to gather around the water cooler. LinkedIn became this, this place where people could go to get that socialization that they weren't getting because they weren't in the office. And I think that, that really helped hit this point home. But with LinkedIn, you know, I truly believe it's a place to go to network. It's a, it's a place to go to give and add value and, and inspire people and help people and educate. But once you start to, you start to give on LinkedIn through, you know, posting good content, being there for your connections, supporting them, congratulating them, providing recommendations and testimonials, all those good things. But you have to also be af- not be afraid to stop clicking send and pick up the phone instead. And, and make those relationships real. So it's not just posting and posting, but it's posting and then having that one-on-one and being able to make that phone call later on and maybe even inviting them out for coffee or whatnot. When you talk about posts, which are the most successful on LinkedIn and which ones really perform the worst <laughs> and you want to stay away from? You know, for a while there, Karen, polls were doing amazingly well. Like you would just post a poll question and like, you know, a couple different multiple choice answers. And my goodness, I mean, those were really doing well. Of late, I've seen that take a little bit of a a dip. It's not as popular as it was. I I believe that um, a post with an image is what does great right now. And if you can have multiple images, that's fabulous because the longer a person stays on a post and they click through the different images and anything that gets people to really respond and and have conversations, that's what does well. Because LinkedIn, they've said they want that homepage, that feed to be people you know talking about the things that you care about. When I hear talking, that means conversation. So the more conversations you can have in these posts, the more eyeballs that are going to see that post. That's really fascinating. And now, you know, we've got YouTube and we've got so many things that people are participating in. How many people 
how far or where does LinkedIn come into that for people in terms of keeping in touch with other people? I know Facebook is so it seems to be fading away. People talk about that, but we've got tweets and Twitters and I don't know, so many other things out there. Well, you know, when when you go on link when you go on Facebook, and and I think this is true even for Instagram to a point, you know, when you think when you when you're going to post, in your mind, the audience is family and friends. But when you're on LinkedIn, the audience isn't really family and friends. It's it's colleagues, right? It's it's employers and employees. It's, it's people who are related to your professional side. And so LinkedIn isn't the place to go to share pictures of your kids. It's not a place to go to, to post pictures of your vacations. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe to a slight extent, as you might mention it to you know, your colleague, but it's not a place where you want to get too, too personal. It's still very much a business platform. And so with LinkedIn, it's for a lot of people, it's fabulous because they don't want to open up. They don't want to share everything. You know, they want to maintain some privacy. And so LinkedIn is this fabulous network to, you know, allows you to share, allows you to engage, but at a very nice practical. <laughs> um, I'm not even saying impersonal. It's not impersonal. It, it, it's gotten so much more warmer and I love that about it, but it's still not, here's pictures of my kids. <laughs> it's just right. not better. Right. My guest today, and we have been talking about a wonderful subject, is Donna Sardula. And as I said earlier, she's the founder and president of the Vision Board Media. And I have to admit that I am really surprised at all of the different types of things that you can use LinkedIn for. I really was only thinking of it as maybe a job search type of a thing. But one of the things that you do say also is that um, to uh, as a business owner, which I am, is to use this as a way to empower your employees to become brand ambassadors for you on LinkedIn. And so we've talked about actually making these LinkedIn profiles very nice so that when people are searching or looking or looking at your business and they look up some of the employees, that there is this sense of a happy employee, engaged, um, wanting to work for you, liking to work for you. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, can you describe how you actually work with a team with a company and how you help them to understand the concept behind you're a brand ambassador for Ellen Becker Investment Group. And how can, I've never heard that term and I think it's really a great term. And with that, we'll take a break and be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. And as I always say, I'm the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And this has been um, such, it's been a, an interesting week for me because I started the show about 34 years ago. And my first show was the day after Thanksgiving. So this is sort of the, um, it's really fun to think about how many years of being on the radio and the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people like my guest today and to have never sold a product on the air, but to always try to bring education and information so that you can 
grow from the radio show, but it'll also open up doors. It gives you an opportunity to really make good qualified decisions on whatever it is that that you're wanting to do. And so today we're talking about LinkedIn. We're talking about the way that a business owner or as an employee can really look at becoming a brand ambassador on LinkedIn. And your own individual brand is really important. And also the individual brand of our company. So for me with Ellen Becker Investment Group, we do uh, a, a lot of outdoor signs. Uh, and, you know, we just put our pictures on them and people love them. And you were talking about anything with pictures on it. My daughter and I are, are on our billboards and we get so much good feedback. So I do know that people are interested in, in working with and being friends with real people. You know, and, you know and as you were talking earlier, I was just thinking about it. You know, you have this radio show where you, you help, you inform and you educate. Imagine all of these people out there, they don't have, te- they don't have radio shows themselves, but they could have a LinkedIn feed that does the exact same thing, but in a, in a smaller smaller stream mm-hmm. but you know everyone out there has something to give has something to say yes. has 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 help that they can they can add they can motivate they can inspire others and and linkedin can be that platform for them and it's something that you don't have to do it every day you can do it once a week you could do it you know when the urge strikes you but hey there's this great software product that i love or hey here's a great tip on how to better do this you get on linkedin and you put out that post. It's not like a turkey. You just said it. It's not like a turkey. You said it and forget it is what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> you know, you just, you have to be attentive to it. But if, if there's an employer out there and thinking, gosh, I've got all these employees and I know they're on LinkedIn, but I've never even really looked at them. And I guess maybe I need to work with someone like you in order to help my employees become ambassadors, which I think is just a great terminology. How would you work with an employer like that? How does that, how do you sit down and coach them? And do you actually look at each individual? I mean, how do you do that? We we do a company audit first. (laughs) We need to understand exactly, you know, what their goals are, who are their, who is their audience? What is it that they're they're producing or manufacturing or selling or, you know, whatever solution it is that, the, that, that they're providing, we need to understand that. And, and then we look at what, what, what can, what they, how do they, how do they look and how do they reflect? How are they perceived on LinkedIn today? And where do they want to be? Once we have that, once we understand, you know, exactly what we need, we, we do a, 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 um, a blueprint report. And the blueprint report really summarizes. And sometimes our companies are fine. They can use that. It's that audit that says, this is the way the profile should look. This is the imagery that's needed. These are the keywords and this is where to put them. And for some people, that's enough. And they can actually do it themselves after getting that blueprint report. But for those who can't, we then work with them to either directly write the profiles for them through interviews, or we'll do it in sessions through Zoom where we show the employee how to do it. Or we can even do, you know, e-courses where everything's there. It's been 
customized, but the person takes the course and they update their profile accordingly. So it really just depends upon what the company's needs are. I mean, it could, it really does, you know, it just depends on what they need. But our goal is when it's all said and done, that they're going to see some amazing things happen. And it's not, it's not a mass exodus of employees. If anything, it's probably going to be the exact opposite because suddenly people are finding them and they want to work with them and they want to work for or work with as a client. You know, good things happen, especially when you're able to, to tell your story in a really deliberate, branded way that's engaging and it hits people. It hits people in their, you know, in their soul that says, yeah, this is a person who's doing good. And that's the type of person I want to work with. I think if you have several employees too, to making sure that there's some consistency mm -hmm. in, in these profiles that, that are out there. It's, it's about being cohesive and unified, but at the same time, I, I want that employee to be unique, right? I don't want it to be a cookie mm -hmm. cutter. I want, I right. want the, the uniqueness of the employee to shine through I want people to really understand who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. And, and to me, a really perfect balance is that there's just that thread of the, of the company that's, that just connects everything together. When I was looking at your book for tummies, um, I know that you had talked about optimizing those keywords and the personal keywords. When an employer is looking to hire someone, are there specific keywords that they're always looking for? You said they put them in and you might pop up. What are the types of words that you're talking about? So when, when a, like, let's think in terms of a recruiter, I think recruiters, yes. you know, that, that's, that's a really good uh, place to put ourselves like a good role. So a recruiter is typically given a job description. And here's, this is, this is a description of the role and the type of person that would be a good fit. You know, these are the, the, the strengths, the core competencies, um, the, the, the credentials, the education, the degrees, um, those, those, those like kind of meat and potato type of things that are very <laughs> descriptive, right? It's, I'm not talking about dynamic, I'm not talking professional, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking problem solver, dynamic, professional, pro that, that's, that, that's anybody. I'm talking more mm -hmm. like project manager, lean manufacturing, um, servant leadership, solution selling, like really, really descriptive. Meaty, good um, meaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, could, it doesn't define everybody. Not everybody has these abilities, but those, sir, those people who can do, can perform this role, what is it that they have? What are those unique qualities and strengths? It's knowing what those things are because a recruiter is putting those keywords into the LinkedIn search and they are trying to find that person, the perfect fit. And you want to look like the perfect fit. When you look like right. the perfect fit, that's when your phone's going to ring. When you um, also talk about showcase your experience, your accomplishments, and your unique value, I know that if something's too long, I just don't even read it all. <laughs> Short and sweet, specific, um, is really important to me. And so how does that work when someone is, you're not going to put your full resume out there. No, and you don't want to, right? Because, because LinkedIn, everything is public, right? So you don't want to have 
you know, all of that information out there for everybody and anyone to see, you know, you want to, you know, when a person is the right person, then you send them the resume, but the LinkedIn mm -hmm. profile should build upon it, right? And the resume should then build upon that. You know, if you, if the two are the same and our, you know, recruiter sees the profile, reads basically everything there is, what else is there? Why should they reach out? You know, so we want these things to build upon each other. Um, but, I, you know, with, with the LinkedIn profile, there is a balance to strike, you know, but luckily LinkedIn has character limits. You know, you can't write a book. It's just not even possible because the field doesn't hold that much content. So that <laughs> is a good thing. At the same time, we want to write for two different audiences, right? There is AI, right? There's, there's that, that LinkedIn algorithm that parses the information and then serves it up in the search results. We want to write to that, you know, because we want to, we want to be up in the search results. We want to get hits to our profile because that's where opportunity is. But in addition to AI, there's the human eye that we also have to write to. And, and you're right. Sometimes with the human eye, less is more. So it's finding that balance where we're we're feeding nice, good, warm, wonderful, chocolatey keywords <laughs> to the LinkedIn algorithm <laughs> monster, but we're doing it in this engaging manner where a person is reading it and they they feel like they know us. Oh, this person's real. I like it. Oh, there's things for me to talk about and ask and conversational, you know, things that I can throw out later and and have a great, you know, have a really good warm conversation with this person. So it's it's striking that balance and it's not. It's not easy. That's why, you know, I've got my 20 writers and we're writing LinkedIn, you know, over 8,000 at this point. It's not easy. And it's not easy to write about yourself either. Oh my goodness. That's the other struggle. So it is only, hard. Yeah. It's, it's not even just like the optimization and balancing it for the different audiences. It's gosh, do I have to write about myself? <laughs> well, it's like, there's a part of you that says, this sounds like I'm bragging. Do you know what oh, I mean? And women and, have that issue all the time. Men don't have that. It's problem. hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, doing this for over almost, almost 15 years now, I can tell you that is something that I hear from women all the time. I don't want to be bragging. It's not just me. It was my team. My team did it. It wasn't just me. Men, on the other hand, have a, are, are a little easier to claim their, their triumphs and their accomplishments. Um, but, but it is, it's, it is something that you have to get over and you have to claim it. And, but, but the nice thing is when we write on LinkedIn, when you write it in a successful way, you're not going, I did this and I did that and I did this. You're writing it in more of a, let me tell you this story of how this was accomplished. Mm -hmm. And you can write it in a manner where a person is cheering you on and excited and impressed. That's, that's what we're trying to get at. It's not that I, 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 me, 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 mm -hmm. but it's telling a story that's, that, that, that goes a little deeper too. You know, it's, it's not just job description, but it's, this is how the move, the needle was moved. This is how, you know, we, we experienced the success and, and, and not just we did this, but this is what happened because of it. There's that result. And I think for a lot of times, people don't ever get to, they either go to just the result or just the description. Yes. But the real story is when you can connect those two things. And so people can hear maybe even what's not being said, which kind of brings me to that point. And we need to take our last break. 
But something that's very important for me and for my company is finding people that really have that same feeling as we do, our culture. So when we come back, let's let's talk about where does that fit in to to really, you know, feel feel something about that person. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And my guest today is Donna Sardula, and she's the founder and president of Vision Board Media. She is a LinkedIn profile optimization expert. We've certainly gotten a lot of good tips in this hour on what we can do. I really do look for all those credentials that you were talking about. But one of the things that is so important to myself and my daughter when we're interviewing or looking at someone that we would potentially want to interview is trying to determine, are they going to fit into our culture? Are they going to really, um, I always want to say, drink the juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so how, how, do, you, how do you explore that in words, I mean, how can people look at showing that that other side, you know, that isn't attached to all the I've accomplished all this, but here is who I am as a person. You know, and and there's two ways of looking at LinkedIn because there is there is the profile, and the profile is something that you you craft, you develop, and you put out there, and it represents you. And as things change and things, you know you know, accomplishments are, 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 are experienced, you, you'll go back to that LinkedIn profile and update it every now and then. But on a whole, it's, I don't want to call it stagnant, but it's, it, it sits there as a foundation piece. On the other side, there's your LinkedIn activity and there's the posts. It's your, your recommendations that you might give to other people. It's, 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 it's just that activity that you're doing on a day, potentially a day-to-day -day basis. It might be that you're posting. It might be that you're commenting and you're liking. So, so how, can you, how can you really showcase this culture? Certainly, there's the profile and there's the featured section where you can have links to you know, the, your different outposts online and the things that you love. But you can also showcase that in the influencers that you follow, that you've said that you've liked, and they appear at the bottom of your profile. So you can say, hey, I'm more of a Tony Robbins guy than an Elon Musk person, right? So you can <laughs> showcase that. Um, you know, you could showcase it through the recommendations that you give to other people that shows that you're giving and, 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 and you're, you're, you, you stand up for other people and you're helping them, you know, so something like just doing those, that it could be that, you know, at the very bottom, you can show your causes that you care about. You can show how you volunteer in, in, in your life. Um, but you can also do it through your, your activity. So it's, 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 you know, it's promoting other people right? It's, it's reposting their content. It's, it's giving kudos, you know, because someone did something great. Um, it's, it's showcasing that you love to read. And so, you know, every few months, maybe you're showing a picture of the next book that you're reading and you, that you offer a brief review. It's, it's, it's taking the things that you're naturally doing and you might not even recognize it because it's just a natural organic part of your life, but saying, wait, how can I, how can I not just do this for myself, but how can I show it 
so other people see it and understand what I'm about and who who I really am. It really is a wonderful form of marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. And for somebody who doesn't use LinkedIn a lot or for someone who has put it up there and just left it sit and not realizing that this is something that that they could do. And it also helps, I think, a person understand what they are or aren't doing. You know, are they walking towards something or are they just standing still? Absolutely. And, you know, because you know, that's with, huge. Yeah. Even with LinkedIn, you, you, have, you have, you can show courses that you take and the credentials that you've received. And with LinkedIn, there's even, they, they, um, uh, they took over lynda.com and they made it LinkedIn learning. And so you can actually see that this person is doing professional development just within LinkedIn, watching these online courses and getting these certificates. It, it really is a way of looking at a person saying, wow, they really are constantly evolving and learning and developing. They're curious. Mm-hmm. They're curious. I love, you know, talking with people who want to continue growing and who are curious because I feel those are the types of people who will help me grow my business in a very safe way and in a way that still promotes our culture and who we are because they're constantly, they don't want to be stuck in a box. They, yeah. They're interesting. And, and I love when I look at a LinkedIn profile from someone who, who, who's accomplished a lot and I see their full trajectory and I can see that they've been resilient and I can see that they've taken risks and they've made these pivots. And, and there's something really beautiful about that vulnerability of saying, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't just come out of here business owner. You know, I didn't just, you know, I wasn't just birthed a business owner, but it came through trial and error and failure and risks and, and you know, successes and all these things. You know, when a person has a profile, it's like, it's just their current position and nothing else. I think, what are you hiding? What are you cloaking? <laughs> <laughs> Donna, for those people who are listening today, be it a business owner or an individual, how do they contact you if they really wanted to um, have you help them and one of your writers to look at their profile and, you know, it might be perfect and maybe it just needs a couple tweaks and maybe it's a start over or, um, you know, a startup type of yeah. a thing. But how do they reach out to you um, to get more information? Yeah. So, so Karen, I, I do something really crazy. I do two things really, really weird. And that is on my website, I have our pricing. So you can see exactly our services and you can see how they unfurl and you can see what they cost. So I think that's important to have that level of transparency up front. The other thing that I do, which is very, very strange. And is what is, and what is that? What is the, um, is that that your webpage? Oh yeah. So if you visit LinkedIn. And how did they get there? Yeah. LinkedInmakeover.com, LinkedIn-makeover.com. Yes. Okay. Everything is there. You can see all of our services, all of that stuff. Um, the other thing that I do that's really, really weird is I put my phone number everywhere. And I make it very easy. Not only can you, not only do you have my phone number, but there's a link to my calendar and you can schedule a time for me to call you. And I talk to everybody. I give everybody time. So if you're listening and, and, you, and you want to learn more and maybe you want a, a resume review, maybe you want a profile review, maybe you want just a, a company on it. Like how can we be doing this? 
just put time on our calendar. I'm going to talk to you and we'll, we'll figure out what you need. And, and sometimes what people need, sometimes it's us. Sometimes it's just the book. Sometimes it's, yeah, I got a couple answers for you and you're off and running and you're good to go. So it's, it's not about, to me, I look at it. It's not about selling. It's, it's really about just trying to get people on the right path, whatever that might be. And I know that from reading your information that you do full day and half day workshops, that you're a professional speaker, um, businesses can bring you in to speak to their group, to their um, employees, or yeah. and, and just to help them to be more aware of some of the things that they can use LinkedIn for. And if you're going to take the time to put something out there, I, I agree, put something good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny things happen when, when you tell your story, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> My guest today, and it's really been a very, very fun day is Donna Serdula. And I said earlier, she's the founder and president of vision board media. She helps people with their profiles so that they can um, really get the most out of them. As always, I hope that I have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a really great weekend. Bye-bye.